Hello and welcome to Down the Slope Podcast. We are back after a few weeks break and tonight we have with myself Greg. Hello. And unfortunately Harry couldn't join us this week. He's taken a little bit of an extended international break. We'll be reviewing this weekend's point in Dingwall as well as touching on the League Cup campaign and then we'll be looking forward to the this weekend's away game to Anne Kilmarnock. We'll also be touching on the ladies team who started the season with a good three points at home to Spartans. So, Greg, Dingwall, straight away, two points dropped? Definitely. Um, I think with the chances, uh, the shots on goal we had, I think it definitely was two points dropped. Um, As much as it is encouraging to go away for home and have 20 shots on goal, not to score is disappointing. I thought we'd, we'd done more than enough in the game to get the three points. Yeah, I mean, I think 28 shots on, uh, on, say on target there on goal. Um, probably not enough of them on target. Um, I think you could tell 15 minutes in it was going to be one of the days. Um, we had plenty of chances to really kill the game in the first 15 minutes before Ross County even got a kick of the ball, really. Kyle McGinnis, extremely unlucky, uh, two or three minutes in. And then just after hitting the post, obviously Nisbet had a chance, Boyle had a chance just before McGinnis hitting the post, then he had an even better chance. Nisbet had one cleared off the line. Uh, Hanlon had the good shot that maybe it could have been handball. I think I don't think it was, though. And then the game sort of went into a lull for the sort of next 60 minutes. Again, I felt like we were the better team, but we weren't great. Um, it was quite end-to-end. And then... And the lead up to the man being sent off, and then after them getting the player sent off, Dodge had one really great chance lay on his header. Unlucky, I guess, with the great with the great ball through for Malin, uh, and then Nisbet pulled out a great save for the keeper for the rebound for that, and then Paul Hanlon as well maybe could have done a bit better right at the end of the game. So a frustrating game. Um, I think we had sort of two can, can sort of contrasting mindsets coming out of the game. You were. You were really disappointed. Not in fact, I was disappointed. You were raging. What 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 made you feel like that? I guess, I guess just the fact that even in the first twelve minutes we could had the game wrapped up. You know, we. I think it is very frustrating when you go away from home, have games like that, and don't come away with a win. Looking back, it was very raw. Um, it maybe was just one of those days. Um, on another day, you could easily score five or six out of those those shots on goal. But yeah, very raw. So it was uh, a bit of a tough Saturday night, to be honest. Yeah, I think for me, obviously, I was watching it in the car coming up the road. And I felt like, I don't know if Aberdeen dropping points made it better or worse, if that makes sense. Like, But it was disappointing, but we played well. Maybe yeah. the middle part of the game, we lost control of it a bit, but I never felt like Ross County were going to score. Like the defense was solid again, and the the defense has been good all season. Um, it looks like it's back back to its best. I think just maybe over the sort of Rangers Celtic game and even Hamilton game, they looked a bit iffy. Um, but they played very well uh, coming back off the international break, and I think the majority of them only got back on Thursday, so they probably only trained maybe Friday, and. Yeah, Kevin has but scored plenty of goals this season. Dodge can maybe do with getting a one or two more, but yeah. if he did have the one or two more goals, 
he'd have had a really good start to the season. I mean, he's not. There's been murmur. Is, is he doing enough in front of goal for you just now? I feel like he's been unlucky. I think that kind of sums up Dodge's Hibbs career at points. Unlucky. Um, I, w- I would like to see him be a bit more clinical. Um, but that's maybe me being a bit too harsh on him. I think it's the same with Boyle. You know, I think he had a couple of one-on-ones you'd like to like to see him finish those. But do you know what? We, we have scored a lot of goals so far. Um, the defence has been has been very good in the first quarter. So I think if we can get Dodge scoring um, on a more regular basis, then you know it's only going to lead to good things. In terms of Aberdeen dropping points, I think that makes it worse. Because they obviously did drop the points and we couldn't quite capitalise on that. So I would definitely say that made it worse. Yeah, I think from just touching on the Aberdeen game, uh, we've obviously got them in two weeks' time going up to Pataudra, uh, sorry, three weeks' time after the semi-final going to Pataudra will be a big game. But they look they almost like a carbon copy of our game. They absolutely battered Dundee United and just uh, Seagrass kept them in the game. So this is the thing, like, uh, we and we've been guilty of saying it on the podcast. Oh, these are the games you need to win if if you want to finish third. And I think, like, in a weird way, we can only drawing away from home isn't the end of the world, especially when other teams around you drop points. It's disappointing not to capitalise on it. But then it's the same way of if we draw at home to Celtic in a couple of weeks' time, but Aberdeen win that game, then that draw against Celtic doesn't like if Aberdeen win that weekend, then the draw doesn't look so yeah. good. Like it's, it's all about putting things in perspective. And for me, Dodge is doing a lot of good work, and I think a lot of it just he does. He's looking. He's a very. I think he's a very streaky striker. We've seen that before, mm-hmm. and maybe confidence is a little bit low. And the one that really stood out for me was the chance late on, like from the corner. No, sorry, from the free kick from Malin's free kick. That's, that's Christian Dodge's bread and butter. Sorry, ten yards out, pretty free header. That's a goal. If, like for Christian Dodge, that's that's a setter. And obviously he had his chance at Cove Rangers, which initially I was I, we obviously put the tweet out on the page and we've not got a good history up in Aberdeen, but he just I think he was unlucky against Cove, to be fair. I think on a grass pitch it doesn't bounce as high, but I think a goal and he'll get on the streak again. Um Kevin Nisbet, I, I, think, think, I, think, uh, I think as well with, with Doidge, he, he does do a lot of work that maybe goes unnoticed. But because he is a striker, he's obviously, oh, well, he's not scoring enough goals or, you know, he's he's not scoring as often as he should be. Um, you know, I think that the chance in Cove, plastic pitch, you know, I think when he when he's missing chances, like the one he did at the weekend, it's frustrating because his goal against St Mirren, Last year, we had to wrap his neck right round the ball. You know, he scored harder headers than that. But again, again, I would agree. I think one one goal, um, and hopefully, he can he can get back to scoring a bit more regularly. But I think um, I do think him and Nisbet have got a very good partnership up top. So I think maybe Nisbet is getting all the praise at the moment because he's the one scoring the goals. But I don't think Doidge's contribution can be underestimated. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I don't think Kevin has had his best game either at the weekend, and Martin Boyle was very wasteful with his two opportunities. It was just an off day. It was an off day yeah. in the final third, and 
let's be real, if Kyle McGuinness's shot goes in, we went in the iron five minutes in, scores for 20 yards out, we back, you know, it, it, it set the tone for the game and you take it and you move on and just before we move on to quickly discuss the League Cup games because we don't want to bore ourselves to death just like the League Cup games did. Obviously that brings to a close the first quarter of the season. Hibs have won six games, drawn three and lost two and we are sitting on 21 points. Yep. And I had a wee look over the last sort of five years or so and I think the first season Rangers were back in the league. Rangers finished third on 70 points. But other than that, the average is sort of anywhere between 60 and sort of 68 points to finish uh, to finish third. And looking at the average points that Motherwell had last season, they would have only been on course to finish on 58 points. So in my head, we're sort of a third of the way there to a points total that will finish third. Yeah. And we're only a quarter of the way through the season. How do you putting aside the frustration from Saturday? How do you look? How do you see the first quarter of the season as a whole? Obviously, I think there's a couple of disappointments in there. Um, mainly, probably the Aberdeen game at home, and maybe even the Motherwell game and the game at the weekend. But on a whole, how do you? How's the start of the season been for you? On a whole, I've thought the results have been have been relatively good. Disappointing. Maybe Aberdeen at home and certainly Motherwell. Um, but look, do you know what? These games are going to happen throughout the season. I'm just glad we're not getting beat off teams we shouldn't be getting beat off at home, certainly. We've got a bit of a history about that. But that's, look, do you know what? If somebody offered me 21 points at the start of the season at this stage, I'd be like, absolutely. You know, I think we need to be realistic. There's been a lot of change in the summer, it's been a disruptive summer. We've we've managed to get get going get going quickly, get a lot of points on the board early as well, which I think is is pretty crucial for for a good season. Um, I, I would I would say we are well on our way to to finish in third. If we can get something at Petodre, then I think that would be a massive result for us. And look, Aberdeen are probably the benchmark for us this season. Um, Motherwell haven't really done it so far. I would definitely say that, that Aberdeen are the benchmark for us. So I would, I would fancy us against them to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's a long season. We just need to keep it going. Yeah, I think we've got. Obviously, we'll move on. We'll, we'll move on to the the Kilmarnock game in a minute. Um, we have a very interesting run of fixtures coming up. Um, I would think that. The fixtures we have coming up, obviously the semi-final in two weeks, but you've got Kilmarnock away um, this weekend, then Hearts, then Aberdeen away, then I believe Celtic at home, followed by Motherwell away. So that's that, that's games. If we come out of that, sort of what I would say in positive figures, if more than half points available, then you're then you're looking good, I think. And obviously, Aberdeen are two points behind us just now. Um, they've only played nine games. Um, I know one of their games in hand is Celtic. I don't know if it's at Celtic Park or Pataudry. And obviously, the other game in hand is tomorrow night, uh, Tuesday night, at home to Hamilton. And you would assume they would win the games. Um, you would assume they'd beat Hamilton and lose to Celtic, but you don't know. You just, you, you've just you seen it before. Like They very nearly drop points at home. It's at Mirren the other week. And... Celtic don't look great, so they could get six points, they could get none. Like We can only do what we can do, but I would expect us to 
by the time they play, the game's in hand. Probably be a point behind, but I don't know when they play the game against Celtic. I know they've got Celtic this weekend. Um, yeah. So, again, that'll be interesting. I think we're where we need to be. That's, I think, 21 points, six wins. If Hibs continue to win six games every quarter, then I think we'll be absolutely fine. I, I think we'll finish it comfortably top four. Um, a quick review of, of the League Cup before we move on to the Kilmarnock game. <laughs> three games. Well, three three games. <laughs> 90 minutes in, in each game. Uh, we scored some goals. We conceded some goals. And we got nine points. <laughs> and like, I, think, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was an absolute patchwork job, to be fair. Um, just so many internationalist players in our team, that's the problem. <laughs> but, yeah, it was some patchwork job, to be fair. And um, like, so I don't really know what else to say on it. We got nine points out of three games. And that's pretty much it. No, I, don't, um, I don't think there's much. Shout out to Melka Halberg, uh, playing at right back. Don't know if he was any good, possibly. Probably better than he was in midfield. But um, shout out to him for slotting in well. And shout out to David Gray for chipping him a goal, which is always handy. I think, Especially at Forfa, can't imagine that was a nice place to go. <laughs> I think the only players that really came out of the League Cup with any sort of, not, don't want to say positive, because I don't think anyone came out, nobody was stinking, but, and including the sort of Doidge and Nisbet and stuff, the only people for me that done anything decent were Jamie Gullen, I thought, done okay. Um, especially on the left-hand side, uh, I thought he didn't do so much up top against Broda. He was unlucky, but and I thought Stevie Mallon done okay as well. He obviously took scored two goals against Broda, looked okay against uh, against Cove, um, and it looks like he's starting to force himself back into the team again. Um, obviously, coming off the bench at the weekend, I think that's the first time really that he's come on and Halberg hasn't. And I, I do think that's the way. I think that's. I do think that's the ranking. I do think Malin's a better player than, than Melkor Halberg, and I think he offers us more, um, especially with Scott Allen unavailable currently. Um, looking in, in, in the weekend's game, um, would you change anything? Obviously, I couldn't quite tell if we played 3-5-2 or 4-4-2 initially at the weekend because um, the back four slash three were quite spread out and McGuinness did pick up the ball in central areas a lot, so I but I do think it was four four two with McGinnis off the left. Would you, if Jamie Murphy's fit, would you be bringing Jamie Murphy back in? Would you maybe bring Malin in, or would you go like what, what, what would you look at? I think possibly bringing Jamie Murphy back in the team would be be a good idea. Look, look to get a wee bit of width on the pitch. Um, but again, we have got a lot of options there, and to be honest, we we could literally turn up with anything, um, and I'd be pretty confident. You know, I, I don't think we were we were bad at the weekend. We'd done all the right things. Um, possibly more of the same, possibly bring Jamie Murphy back in. But I would maybe bring uh, Murphy back in purely for a bit more width um, than we had at the weekend. In place of who? Po- possibly McGinnis, just purely for the fact that he was possibly somewhere out left. Yeah. Slash in the middle of the park. So, um, but look, you know what? There is a lot of options here, and, and it's really good that we've got a lot of depth in the squad. Um, 
that, that you're looking to bring quality players like Jimmy Murphy back into the team. So, but I think certainly Jack Ross is favouring the four four two at the moment. Um, back to basics, really. So, I think um, it would be good to get Jamie Murphy and Dre Wright back in the squad. Hopefully, they're fit. I think I think Jamie Murphy should be. I think initially after the Broder game, Jack Ross did say that he thought he might have had a chance for the Ross County game. So hopefully, he's there or thereabouts for this weekend. Um, it's an interesting one. I think we might see the same team just with, I know Jamie Murphy obviously got his one bad injury um, on the Kelly pitch. Um, yeah. Kyle McGinnis sort of needs minutes. Um, I thought he looked really good in the first half and then really didn't get involved in it that much in the in the second half. Probably tired first start in something like December, January. Yeah. So again, whether he plays, you know, it's probably a balancing act and the one thing that was really annoying me on Saturday and it's sort of st- is, is annoyed me all season. I think Gogic and Newell have a good balance as a two, but a lot of the time moves break down because Gogic is further forward of the two and Newell is deeper. And look, I love Gogic and maybe I'm taking my opportunity to say this when Harry isn't here, but he's... I was... Surprised with his ability on the ball at the start of the season, but in the last couple of games, uh, even before the break, I don't think he's been at his best. And I thought our best midfielder on the weekend was Malin when he came on. He obviously created a couple, created the chance for Dodge, in fact, two chances for Dodge with his set plays and so on. But just, I think going against Kelly, I think you need Gorgas because they're going to. Power, Decker, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're strong in the middle of the park and they've won three league games on the spin. Um, so it'll be a tough game. Um, I think we'll probably go 4 4 2 with, I think, McGinnis will start the game. Um, hopefully, Jamie Murphy's available though. And if, if he is available, like I certainly wouldn't be against Jamie Murphy coming straight back in. Um, I think Josh Doyle should be back in the squad. I think his isolation yeah. period will be up. I don't think Lewis Stevenson's done anything to warrant being dropped. Uh, and the rest of the team sort of picks itself at the moment. Hopefully we get back to hopefully get our shooting boots back on. Um, Kevin Misbitt has got a good record away from home this season. The majority of his goals have come away from home, obviously, minus the uh, the Ross County game there. Obviously, he's Hatrick and Livingston, so and he's played at uh, East End Park, so he's sort of used to playing on the AstroTurf, so hopefully he uh, does well and causes some problems. I think Kelly are probably going to have Deacon Mona playing and Kirk Broadfoot. Yeah. So I'd, fa- I'd fancy Dodge and Nisbet to cause them some problems. But similarly, on the first day of the season, Kilmarnock did all... Did they, that was, I think they've probably been the best team outside Rangers. Uh, I know Aberdeen beat us and Motherwell held us, but I think Kelly probably created the most chances at Easter Road outside the Rangers so far this season. So it will be a tricky game, and I do think Kelly will be... Fifth this season, I'd imagine. I think they'll be the team sort of behind us in Aberdeen. But again, it's a big three points because if they win, then they sort of peg us back a wee bit. Um, but again, if we win, then we can. I think it'll be. I think we're five points ahead of them just now. So I mean, eight points would be a massive gap already in the season. So like, like, I think starting to open up a gap at the moment is crucial. I think if we can open up as much of a gap as possible, come up to like the Christmas period, then. You know, that puts us in such a good position and really where we want to be. 
Yeah, and if, what, what do you find the score? What's our score prediction for this weekend? For myself, I'll go one 0 hips. I think it'll be a tight game. Um, I think we're we're good at the back. I think Kelly's main area where they are a bit poor is probably the strikers. Lokabamba is all right in Brophy, but Brophy's not really been at it this season. Um, I think we'll keep a clean sheet. I think hopefully we have enough. We we have enough firepower. Hopefully it's mm-hmm. uh, put to better use, and I think we will scrape a one 0 win. I don't think it's going to be a great game, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think I would have to agree. I think. 1-0 um, would absolutely suit us. Again, if we can keep a clean sheet, then you know that's a massive bonus. Get back to where we're keeping clean sheets week in, week out. Yeah, again, I would have to, I would have to agree with, with the 1-0 prediction there. And obviously, it wasn't the only... Uh, the Ross County game wasn't the only Hibs game at the weekend. Uh, the Hibs women's team kicked off their season with a 2-1 win at home to Spartans, although Spartans obviously play at Spartans. <laughs> um, so, well, the game was uh, on BBC Sports Scotland, so we managed to watch that. Um, tweeted, obviously, done some match updates and stuff, and we're uh, going to have a good interview, a good chat with head coach uh, Dean on Wednesday night, which will be out on Thursday, and, of, and also be joined by Charlotte Potts, who made her league debut for the club on Sunday. Did you have you managed? Did you catch much of the game, Greg? Or? Yeah, I thought I thought it kind of mirrored the men's team on the Saturday. Um, they hit the post a couple of times in the bar and had some good opportunities. Um, I think two one, maybe flattered Spartans. To be honest, I thought that Hibs should have scored another uh, two or three at least. To be honest, but look. Well, Start the season again. It's difficult for them because they're just coming back after a lengthy break as well and very disruptive period. So I think I think you know Dean Gibson would be happy just to just to get the three points at the start of the season. Yeah, obviously it was a good win, and we will touch on that a lot more uh, when we speak with with Dean and Charlotte later in the week. And that and I'll be out on Thursday. That'll be out. So um, we'll obviously touch on that a lot more and sort of the expectations for the for the women's team across the season because obviously Celtic and Rangers have invested heavily. I think Hearts have, have went sort of professional full-time-ish as well. And obviously Glasgow yeah. City are there as well. And there's two Champions League spaces up for grabs this season in the league. So And Hibs have finished second for the last four or five years. So we'll have a good chat with them and see what sort of what the expectations are for the, for the women's team this season. Uh, so, with the women's season being back, that does open up our options for Hybe of the Week. Now, obviously, unfortunately, Harry isn't with us tonight, but he has nominated... Now, I'm not sure because I think this could be the previous week, but we'll go with it as soon as we're going to have a podcast. So, he's nominated David Gray for scoring the winner in the biggest cup game of all time, for for away. Uh, Greg, who are you going for? Um, I think I'll go for for Kyle McGuinness. Um, he hit the beans on toast. Played well the first half. He did drift in the second half, but I I, I was impressed with him. Um, I thought <clears throat> I thought he played well and it's kind of a glimpse to to see what we can expect from from him and and more. And uh, the coming weeks, and as you said earlier, I think he does need minutes. And 
hopefully he can he can come on a game and produce a lot for us. But yeah, I would I would have to say him for the weekend. I was impressed with him. Okay, and I'm I wasn't overly impressed with anyone in the men's team. So I'm going to go for Ailey Adams, who scored the first goal for. The women's team on Sunday, she didn't miss a chance just after that, um, but I thought she played very well up front uh, against Spartans. So I'll go for Ailey Adams, so we'll get that popped out on Twitter, and we'll see we'll see who the winner of the high of the week is, I believe. Is it is it Desmond's 2-2-2 between Oyers, I think? I believe it is. So we'll see, we'll see who pushes out in front. Maybe not much of a choice this week, but uh, we'll see how that goes. And unfortunately, there is no... Hanny's high B quiz uh, for us to get worked up about this week. Obviously, with Harry being unavailable, um, just how disappointed are you that there's no Harry's high B quiz? Um, absolutely delighted, so that I don't sound like an idiot. Um, <clears throat> I think is it three two at the moment or four two? So I was thinking about this earlier. I think it might be four two, uh, and so it's given me some time to prep. Hopefully, it comes back with both barrels. Um, Next, next week I've got. I feel. I think we might try and do a wee impromptu Harry's high B quiz with Charlotte Potts maybe on Thursday. See how well she's got to know the know the club in a short, short period. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But nothing like putting her on the spot with Harry's <laughs> high B quiz. Actually, like, wow. So this has been a pretty short episode. Obviously. Just the one game to, to look back on. No Harry's High B quiz, but we do have a double whammy this week with the exclusive chat with Dean Gibson and Charlotte Potts coming out later in the week. And then obviously we've got Kilmarnock away on Saturday and then it is very much all things focused on Edinburgh Derby the weekend after. And maybe we'll just touch on that just now. I think we'll have obviously a sort of Derby special uh, next week. And through... Hibs fashion, we are both absolutely shiting ourselves already. Um, did you did you catch any of the Hearts game on Friday night? I did actually. Um, I must admit, I did watch it. Um, Charlie Adam hasn't lost it. No, he was... only thing he's lost is his hair. <laughs> um, I thought Dundee tried to go there and play and did not work. I'm still not overly concerned about Hearts. I'm more concerned about us <laughs> and what we can do to make an arse of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, nah, I think, look, I don't know if it suits us going into this game as favourites as we will be. Um, but yeah, look, it's a derby. Literally anything can happen. Yep. It's on the telly. I don't like watching it on the telly, oh, so it's going to be a very uncomfortable afternoon. And let's like say we'll have a sort of Derby special next week. We've also got a wee exclusive interview um, with someone that has a fair bit of Edinburgh Derby history that will be released um, next week. Would you Would you agree with the the history there? Definitely. Um, I think history is the right word. <laughs> just leave that there now. I think we'll maybe start uh, teasing that one on, on, on the Twitter over the next uh, we'll let the league business come out and then we'll start teasing that in the lead up to the derby uh, and we'll get that released but over the next couple of weeks from us you will have obviously this an interview with Hibs ladies coach and Charlotte and then we'll have our podcast next week and then a very special interview will be released 
in the middle to late next week in the lead up to the derby. So hopefully Hibs get back to winning ways at the weekend. I'll wait to come on it. And thank you very much for joining us, Greg. Thank you very much for having me again this week. Thank <laughs> you.